Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to the Smackdown Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Hamflet from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of Friday Night Smackdown. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review Smackdown, but also Money in RL, NXT 2.0, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay-per-views, we have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bigger quiz, of course, on wrestle culture, as I said, though, joined by Hamlet to look ahead to SmackDown tonight. Feels a bit of an afterthought this after last night's news, doesn't it? It does indeed. Not least when <laughs> we can't do a Fallout edition of a preview. We can't take any of our shortcuts because absolutely Jack happened on last week's SmackDown with which to fall over, let alone to fall out. This show needs Rich Swan because nothing's happening. Nothing's <laughs> happening. Nothing's <laughs> happening. It is uh, already, as you say. Um, somewhat of a cloudy day in the wrestling community off the back of several releases. They're going to put on an edition of their billion-dollar show to try and make people forget. And I think there's enough hard evidence out there that if you're looking to escape from the ills of WWE's corporate side, the last thing you should do is watch their showbiz side (laughs) because it just tends to drive the message home. WWE for the longest time has been the opposite of escapism in your pro wrestling, and they are incapable of making you forget the reality with their fiction. And yet again, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Nothing has been advertised by WWE at time of recording uh, for this show. did find it interesting in the little 30-second video preview they put on their site. Two things. Number one, BFAB's on it. Oh. Um, because they're saying, oh, you know, the landscape's changed on SmackDown, etc., etc. Did they mean the landscape of this video package had changed? <laughs> yes. Uh, and also, it might as well have said... We're not on FS1 this week, so we're going to try and we're going to get Roman Reigns out there because one of the big things they're talking about is whether or not the bloodline can maintain their dominance. Now, when it comes to Roman Reigns, you sense he's probably going to be doing something maybe Survivor Series related. We'll talk about that in due course. But end of the day, last week's show saw King Woods, one of the few shining lights on this show other than the bloodline, score a pinfall victory for the New Day over the Usos, which would seemingly set up somewhere down the line. Maybe they're going to have a tag team versus tag team thing at Survivor Series. You'd hope that literally nothing advertised. (laughs) We'll talk about Survivor Series before uh, we wrap things up, though, of course. Um, But yeah, that seems to be the direction they should probably go in next. It's, yeah, it's not the... How do I... It's not the worst thing that 
Woods has been able to Woods and Kingston have been able to assert a bit of dominance over the Usos because that theoretically invites Roman Reigns into the conversation. That theoretically invites Big E into the conversation. And it's the perfect time for Roman Reigns and Big E to be having a conversation because somebody should have one about the fucking Survivor Series. <laughs> so, um, yeah, like that isn't, I'm not, I can't be critical of that because last week it was, oh, we're not trying. So we're just going to fall back on New Day Usos because they don't have bad matches. It was pretty dull storytelling, but again, they have good matches in spite of boring storytelling. But maybe that's the play. And I, I can't be too critical of that because it's A to B to C, but the match is quite interesting at the end of it. You know, we had the six-man as a teaser of what could be mm. when Big E first won the belt. They saw, and in truth, I can't remember. Off the top of my head, I don't think it worked super well, but their strategy for panic numbers for Raw was that six-man, wasn't it? The mm. Bloodline versus the New Day, and now they can do the singles match that Survive Series because you've got two champions, if that's indeed the route they're going to go down. So, yes, that's not terrible. Big E um, will want to look out for his friends if Roman returns tonight, and it's a three-on-two advantage. Like, they'll get one week's st- head start, won't mm. they, on the New Day, um, and then Big E can appear next week. Um, King Woods being the king sort of alludes to this idea that he doesn't like the way Roman Reigns does things. Like, he wasn't overt in saying as such, but the idea was he wants to be uh, a good king and a kind king and be, like, a leader in a more positive way. Mm-hmm. WWE typically presents leaders as heels, as people that are just desperate to cling on to their power and all that sort of stuff. And I guess that's how we as a fan base can make that tease line interesting because that tease line otherwise is not very interesting. How can the bloodline continue their dominance? It's, not, it's all they've done for about a year now. <laughs> like... How has Roman Reigns remained dominant? Well, he wins matches when it counts. How have uh, the Usos cheated on his back? It's all really, really played. However... But there is some good stuff as well, because I want Roman to have watched last week and gone, Paul, when you got that promo about Brock Lesnar dominating and wrecking people, even if he had been fined a million dollars and suspended. Yep. The Yes, the, bo- the boring stuff can still be elevated slightly by the one like cool thing they've clung on to, which is Paul Heyman and... Roman Reigns, slightly fractious, tense relationship. Um, Caleb Braxton might do something Paul Heyman. That's going to be the highlight of the show. Like they're going to interact with each other. <laughs> yes. you know, nothing's better than Caleb Braxton and Paul Heyman at this point. So, yeah, it's... I don't know. I really don't know where I stand on this because I'm of the opinion that they too often go into autopilot when it comes to Roman and the bloodline. And a lot of the stuff is vastly overrated because it's functional. Like, I was a fan of it when it was functional because WWE so rarely does functional. <laughs> but even that has a sell-by date with me, a fairly patient WWE viewer. And it's past that point by a long way. And yet, the, the little detail of Woods thinking, you know what, I've surveyed my landscape from my throne with my knighted Sir Kofi Kingston, and I've seen a different way to do this. And Roman Reigns just returned to me like, no, you haven't. And the three of them battering the two of them, forcing Big E's hand to come and help. I don't hate it. I don't like it's not the most exciting on paper, but that's not to say that because of the quality of the performers in there, this couldn't be a bit of a treat. One of the few developments we saw on last week's show was, of course, the turn of Shotzi. Surreal. They brought Mm. her in, put her in a title match. She very nearly got the victory over the SmackDown Women's Champion. And I thought, well, they've made themselves a nice little baby face there for maybe a a B-level pay-per-view to challenge Charlotte for that title. Maybe uh, the, what's it called? The, the one on New Year's Day. I always forget what it's yeah. called. Oh, day, one. day one. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yet, and she immediately attacked Sasha Banks, and you sense there's going to be a response from Sasha tonight. I mean, to be fair, it's not the way I thought that I, I thought that they would or should have taken Shotzi, but it's a hell of a feud to have. Sasha Banks very rarely has bad matches. Yeah, it's... 
Aye, that you, you've sort of raised. This is going to be a sort of repeat through this podcast. I think you've raised two relevant points, and they are miles apart from one another. One is really weird that they turn shotty heel. It doesn't feel like it can. You ain't struggling for heels on SmackDown. Yeah, like it doesn't feel like the division needed it. It doesn't feel like Shotzi was maybe ready to do it because so far all her um, like willingness to put a body on the line radiates a certain babyface energy. There's a uh, like a violent naivety to Shotzi Blackheart that was like you could easily gravitate towards that is now going to have to disappear because she's going to have to do and each and every one of you wanted me to put my body on the line and all that. Really, she's going to lose the tank. It's not going to be charming. All that kind of thing. Um, you know, like. As a heel, she can't come out and growl and then like hit somebody in the crotch with her, something out of a pretend cannon, can she? Like that. <laughs> realistically, she's going to struggle. Um, so I think that the Sasha Banks feud is a good way to help her get some uh, seasoning in the ring. I think that Sasha Banks is somebody else that doesn't mind taking a few risks physically. So there's a good chance that the matches will be interesting. And they're certainly not going to race to that now. So we're not going to get a match. It might be a promo showdown. It might be Sasha Banks' response to uh, Shotty Blackheart, or Shotty, sorry, I keep saying Blackheart, all that sort of stuff. The thing I think you need to be looking out for, and take this with all the wordplay intended, the red flag, well born, is that Sasha won't be permitted to focus her attentions on uh, Shotty because she'll be forced to talk about the Survivor Series. Mm. Team Blue, the blue print. My hair is in blue. Do you get it? <laughs> And I've got my team, and I'm not having her because she's green. <laughs> I, I think it will come because of the time of year down to color stuff. <laughs> right, wherever this is theoretically going to go, you mentioned day one before, it's probably a singles match there mm-hmm. because we need fairly sharpish to get onto can they coexist for one night? And Sasha's going to be like, who better to lead SmackDown than the boss, the blueprint, my hair? Like, <laughs> Like, that is the line. And then Shotty's going to come out like, I don't care about SmackDown. Like, I've got green hair. And then Sonny Deville's like, I don't care if you're blue, you're green, you're SmackDown. Get it together. And then somebody's going to go, are you also on Raw? she's going to be like, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody asks any questions. Yeah, um, they're both going to be on the Survivor Series team. They're not going to be able to coexist. And that's going to be what gets them to the match at the January pay-per-view. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Let's talk about this elephant in the room that is Survivor Series mm. then. Because like I said, it's... What a ball <laughs> It's, what, 16 days away? Yeah. And there is, I checked on Wikipedia... Zero matches confirmed for it. We can anticipate stuff. We can guess it's going to be maybe Roman, like you say, versus Big E, maybe. Mm-hmm. Charlotte versus Becky, one would assume, going forward. Um, tag team champions against each other. And the five-on-five five stuff. It's astonishing that they haven't addressed this once. Will they finally start building to it tonight, then, for you? Uh, yeah, they, they have to. It is insane that they've not set anything up for Crown Jewel Backlash yet. I honestly <laughs> cannot fathom how... This, of all cards, is one of the ones that they've slipped with. Um, look, we are not, and check the archives. Um, throw it in your Google machine, as Conrad would say, if you want to sort of Google some of our old podcast dating all the way back to 2017. Um, not you, Colton. We know you were listening at the time. Thank hey, you. David. But um, if you sort of listen, we've never been really full of praise no. for what colour T-shirt do you wear. I believe the show that I was drafted to two weeks ago. It's rubbish stuff. But what WWE have maintained consistency with is actually doing it. Mm. So we've always, we've dreaded it sometimes. The we champion, ran from it. The, we dreaded, <laughs> the champion versus champion matches are sometimes fun to work towards. We were working towards Big E and Roman from the moment Big E won the title. Um, so those are normally quite fun. We've kind of accepted those as part of our lot, but the team stuff is pretty daft. However, if they're not doing that, like what are they doing? Big E has sort of kind of got something cooking with Seth Rollins, but it's not been made clear if that's a Survivor Series thing or a... They don't really tell you. It's like, it, he's got this, he's running around with a red clipboard. When? Mm. No, it's not a money... They don't think they know. It's I not a money in the bank briefcase. It's not, he can't just do it when he wants. He's, it's got to be for a, like a, a scheduled date. Roman, what's Roman's... I think like they were doing this with Roman as well. Brock got suspended. No, it's not really, it's in well, our Drew's mind. being established. Drew's winning, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, but like that doesn't feel... There's no like, way you can do that in two We're not bringing weeks. that to the boil for the Survivor Series, no. So it, it, I wonder if, for the first time in a long time, and it won't be anything to do with people's criticism of it, by the way. Let's not pretend that for a second they've looked outwards. This is an entire insular thing. I wonder if they are, they were trying to decide if they want to do Red versus Blue this year or if they want to do a normal Survivor Series card, and that's why we've not heard. Generally speaking, when you get situations like this where cards haven't been put together or... Um, a wrestler's in stasis, you know, the push doesn't maybe seem to be going as smoothly as you thought it would do. A guy has won one week and lost the next. It's almost always because of, like, the minutiae of internal conflict. The one week somebody likes somebody, the next week somebody doesn't. Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard haven't yet agreed on a wrestler's trajectory. And I think that might be the case for the Survivor Series. The best thing they could probably do is try and make it look organic, so they've stumbled into something that, if it was announced, would be would have heat, which is Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair, off the back of that abysmal segment the other week. But if you had, going back to our discussion, our first discussion point, if you had the bloodline decimate uh, Woods and Kingston tonight because Roman heard what Woods said last week and he doesn't believe that uh, a kind king is the way to rule SmackDown, you know, like, I put food on these people's tables and I do it through violence and aggression and dominance. I don't do it through being kind to the villagers. Like, really leave them in a heap. And then Big E says, just because I'm on Raw, do you think I don't watch TV? I wanted to get on the first plane last week and help my friends and I couldn't. 
And if it means I have to see you at Survivor Series when it's the only time we're allowed in the building, Roman, I will see you at Survivor yeah. Series. Like, make that feel like we've stumbled into Red versus Blue because they like Big E wants the match to Avengers mates. And you use that plus Becky and Charlotte as the jumping off point to say, well, like the two top matches are actually heated as... So in the meantime, let's make the rest of the show red versus blue as always. It's like you kind of have an opportunity to make this make sense from a narrative point of view and then like wrap the rest of the Raw Smackdown stuff around it. Um, I say all this now, they'll just rush release 12 matches tonight. <laughs> yeah, it's intriguing because I was just looking there about if you did do it in terms of women on Smackdown, if we discount, for example, Charlotte Flair mm-hmm. but are in a, another match and the people who haven't, appeared yet i'm talking the uh, you know they've appeared but they haven't done yep. stuff like Aaliyah and Zia Lee. Mm. who have we actually got let me look at this roster page i'm gonna i love her gonna discount kayla braxton i think that's fair as wrestling in I the five on five match so we have naomi mm-hmm. natalia oh good yep. sasha banks mm-hmm. Shayna baszler shotzi tony storm that's it okay maybe sonya deville yeah, but if right, you take yeah. Sonya and Naomi out of that, yep. you've got your five, your five, and that's, that's what you're stuck with. And two of them are a feud we've just been talking about as yeah. well. Like, they're in a feud against one another. And to be fair, they're knackered as well. They haven't got a chance at Survivor Series because there's that raw loyalist, Carmella. She bleeds the red of Monday nights. Like, if there's one thing we've known about the Princess of Staten Island, the most beautiful woman in all of WWE, is that nothing means more to her than Monday Night Raw. <laughs> so she's going to be fighting for in that match harder than she's ever fought before. So I don't fancy the chances of these guys anyway. And they're screwed. Looking at that, who does challenge Charlotte Flair in the interim? Like, if you're taking Sasha and Shotzi out of it, whether you're putting them in Survivor Series or a feud with each other, it feels like the only way you can really go, and you're going to have to build her if you're going to maybe do it at day one. It, someone like a Tony Storm, perhaps. Injured Bailey, and it's still better than what they could put on television. Just challenge her over Instagram. Just cut promos on each other. The Tony Storm thing Tony is... Tony Storm Charlotte Flair is a great match. Yeah, it's supremely frustrating, the SmackDown run of Tony Storm so far, because she she should be... Like, this is not to be critical of Shotzi, but she is somebody that probably could have been slotted into that role last week. Had a... Shotzi was good last week. Um, the weird pinfall attempt aside, like the match was pretty good. She got people invested, hugely invested in her cause, but let's just lift her out and put Tony Storm in. Tony Storm would have felt like an underdog babyface because so far she's barely been profiled at all. She could have ran Charlotte super close and lost. She's also proven pretty proficient at being a heel in that very brief stint she had in NXT. You kind of believe it because she really... I'd rather have the gimmick of heel rather than loves 80s music. 80s. I just... It's so one note, that gimmick. And what we know about Tony Storm and... You know, it's maybe to it's to a credit as a WWE superstar, but it's to a detriment if you're kind of watching as a fan. Is that she will really try? She will really, really commit to the bit, and often that's felt in WWE like it's at her expense. You know, there's been a few times where, like Tony, time, remember that? Yeah, like that. She commits. She really tries. Um, was she supposed to be in love with Boogs? Slash rub, slash rub off in Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, one or the other, wasn't it? They were kind of like she. She'd have given that. A really good go. She'd have really, really tried with it. They've dropped it, I assume. Um, and I kind of wish she wouldn't because there's an awesome wrestler in Tony. Like, not just a good one, an awesome wrestler in Tony Storm. Uh, and somebody that knows her. It's a, a bit of a cheesy gimmick, but it's one that she's really good at. At least you believe it. Mm. It's hers. It's not their version of hers. It's hers. Um, and I don't think we're going to get it. And I just think if you, if you were talking to me today about, well, I... 
all right, Hamlet, that FS1 episode was absolutely terrible, but can you believe we're heading to Tony Storm versus Sasha Banks? It's one of the coolest things WWE can offer, isn't it? Mm. Like, or, And that's, again, I feel like I'm having a bit of a go at Shotzi here, and I'm not, but it's weird that she's been frozen out, and it's not even in, like, Naomi has been storyline frozen out. She's getting substantially more time on television than Tony Storm. <laughs> I just look, I'm just looking at this roster page and thinking, if you and I are in charge, even if they said right now, mm. you know, you've got to book it for this evening, I think we could throw something pretty decent together looking ahead to Survivor Because I look at this roster, right, let's take the handsome bastards and Shinsuke and Rick Boogs out of the picture because they're presumably going to feud together. You've got tag team stuff, all that, right? Looking at this roster... Just, it's baffling, right? Mm-hmm. Cesaro, yeah. as team number one member of Team Is Blue. Is this for the, the men's, men's survival Men's team. survival okay. five match. Cesaro, Happy Corbin, then you can have Madcap Moss at ringside to do mm-hmm. some take some mad bollocks. You obviously put Drew McIntyre in that team. Captain. Captain. Like, do you want to put, I mean, Jeff Hardy? Not, not a bad name to yeah, be yeah. void in there. Mm-hmm. Um Please do something with Ricochet, please. Ricochet, is Big Shamo back on SmackDown? Sheamus is back. This is what I was thinking. So Cesaro and Sheamus. The bar! The bar reunite. And, especially because of that weird thing they did on SmackDown last week, put Sami Zayn in there. Yep. Or at least have Sami Zayn, maybe maybe have Sami Zayn have to compete to be in it and be like, wait a second, no one else is that. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, good. there is good. something with this conspiracy thing with Sami Zayn. I realise that they are probably just running out of the clock until El Genaro can go to AEW. <laughs> so, like, I, well, I will forever... Hope that they do something with Sammy. Like, that's it, a hell of a team. Like, you know how Pete Townsend from The Who was going to write a book? Where's the documentary, Sammy? Where's, <laughs> where's the book, Pete? Where's the documentary, Sammy? Like, I'm waiting for things. I'm waiting for things. Like, you told me for a lot of time that a documentary was being made. That looked like it was going to be a really funny network piece because we were going to see the camera in inverted commas footage that he was filming that proved that there was this giant conspiracy against him and it's never appeared is that just dropped is that dead yeah i just forgot about that with the book pete like i, I don't know uh, like i'm with you to an extent because i just love watching sammy zane sammy zane was um too good at losing to drew mcintyre specifically it's one thing to be a great utility player but it's quite another to effectively be um like a first day on the job Jobber to the stars, as he was for Drew McIntyre. There is, there's levels to this, you know. That like, if you're gonna, if he was gonna lose a nothing match to Cesaro just for the sake of it, then I think that would have been slightly different. But in this case, they theoretically are going to line up like four or five guys for Drew to just mow down to establish some dominance on SmackDown. It's probably not ideal that Sammy was one of them, as good as he was in it. I do like the idea of. I don't know why we've done this to poor Mansoor, but Mansoor going. I saw what Drew McIntyre did last week, and I like that. So I'm an issue an open challenge. Sheamus comes in and just kicks his head off. Because I love Sheamus. Well, if Mansoor issued an open challenge, Moose Far Ali would answer it again, and they'd just fight each other. <laughs> <laughs> God, yeah, it's a good point. We, we fought once upon a time two weeks ago. Uh, maybe we'll see some new arrivals tonight. Maybe we'll see a Zaylee, uh, a Ridge Bloody Holland. Um, but one final thing I want to talk to you about is this relationship between Sonya Deville and, and Naomi. Naomi challenging Sonya Deville to a proper one-on-one, let's take Shayna Baszler out of this match if you want to step from behind your corporate desk, etc., etc., sort of thing. They need to do something more with this next, don't they? Because we, we enjoyed it initially, and it feels like they've been treading water a little bit. Badly, badly, badly. Get to the point! Badly. Um, it's no longer... Uh, it doesn't feel tinged with that frisson of Naomi and the bloodline. Like, that's disappeared. That conversation has just gone. Um, and we had it on that first night that Naomi reappeared. It's like, right, she is where she needs to be. 
She's got people in powerful places, etc. That's gone. Um, the anticipation for Sonia Deville going to get the going to get the gear on and return has disappeared because she's being presented. This is this is like diluted, 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 diluted. Mom, I want Austin and Vince. We've got Austin and Vince at home. <laughs> it's, it's this. It's this. Um, so Sonia Deville is dying on the vine as this heel authority figure because she has isolated all her negativity towards Naomi whilst continuing to be a disinterested babyface on both brands otherwise. So that doesn't check out. <laughs> yeah. you know, she can't just turn up on Raw. Be like, guys, we need to get it under control. Tonight in the ring, whoever, Seth Rollins, whatever, you're going to face Kevin Owens because he'll come to wrestle and they don't want to wrestle. Like, And then on SmackDown, she's just a complete arsehole to one <laughs> specific wrestler. Um, and in league with another heel, direct, like, in your head, if wrestling's real, right now, we're recording this Friday daytime, right now, America time, um, she's gone to Shayna Baszler, right, right, what, uh, what plan are we going to cook up tonight to get Naomi, yeah, Handicap match, a special guest referee. Shayna Baszler, what are we going to do? It's like, Shayna's like, I mean, I'm on board with this, but isn't this, like, super corrupt? Are the, <laughs> the board of directors not going to have a bit of work? It's, it's really lame, and nobody in WWE ever asks intelligent questions, so it just get, it goes unchecked. And it shouldn't. Pat McAfee is a lot of fun, but he spends all his time on commentary um, telling you what people in, like, what they're thinking in their heads. She's she's thinking, oh, what can I do to stop Naomi this time? <laughs> she's thinking, oh my God, Shayna Baszler's going to put a submission on me and I don't want to take it. He's not thinking, why? <laughs> Ask some questions about why this is continuing to go in the way it is rather than just dictating to us what's actually happening. Um, desperately, desperately needs some angle advancement. This, having said everything we've said, though, if they announce tonight Survivor Series, we're going to do some stuff. We'll chuck some teams in, and one of those teams, Pat McAfee. <laughs> you've sold me on my favorite Survivor Series of probably the last five years. So, there you go. <laughs> what on Team SmackDown? Oh, absolutely. It's a, somebody. I wish I could remember the person that tweeted this. It probably went viral enough that you, anybody listening to this might have already seen this. There was a great side by side image of it's not. The SmackDown that everybody loves, but it's from right around the same time. Remember the, I think it was the go-home SmackDown. In fact, I know it was because I sat in a bar in Chicago and watched it and couldn't believe that wrestling's on the telly in pubs. Um, it was the go-home SmackDown where um, the NXT lot appear in a tank. Cheesy, but quite fun. Yes. Road Dogg's driving it. Sean and Triple H are on the tank. Of course they are. And somebody did a side-by-side of like, like then, now, and it would just be like Sean and Triple H on a tank together because like all of them are gone. Like, it's just been released, 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 released. People got to AEW, NXT's dated. Like, <laughs> they wouldn't be. They'd be on Braun Breaker's shoulders. <laughs> yeah, that's not even. They're not even. There's no tank budget. They're taking shots of tank off probably. So yeah. they haven't. They've literally haven't got the tank anymore. Um, and I just love the idea that we're sort of here. We are like saying, "Come on, guys, we need to get to the pay per view where you've got five teams versus five teams. You've got a five on five men's. You've got a five on five women's. You've got champion versus champion." Outside of WrestleMania, this is probably the big payday card. 12 hours after, like, 18 wrestlers were released, two of which were on a trailer for this episode of SmackDown as we came in to record it. One from a stable, a stable that have just come up, the whole point of which exists to be a group who, I'm fairly certain, sings the theme for that stable. Yeah, so, like, what happens when somebody says hit row to you? You go, hit row, take that out. We'll get, we'll get Pat McAfee murdering it on commentary instead. No, what we'll get is they won't come at the ring anymore, but he'll dictate what's in their minds as they walk to the <laughs> ring. It's going to be like, here come, hit, row. Top Dollar's probably, look, keep your legs under the desk, Michaels, because Top Dollar's going to be looking at your shoes. Swirl's going to be looking at his hands. He spent that fucking time on NXT <laughs> right there. 
God's sake, man. It's going to be, here they come, hit row, as we always know, there's three guys, just three guys, it's only ever been three people in, hit row. I used to, and this was when we were recording at home, like, me and you had a bit of joy in our hearts for these Smackdown previews going off the rails once upon a time, didn't we? It's yeah. not that day today because of the no. releases yesterday, but we used to have a bit of joy in our heart, and it is becoming increasingly clear to me that because of, we've always known the exact date of the Mysterio turn. Mm-hmm. Now that, as we always said, it would be after when the stereos were drafted to Raw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we probably because we knew that so far in advance, we should have known that this day would come where the fun would stop when it came to previewing SmackDown. So I keep getting told, I don't know if you've seen this online, Will Bomb, but it's apparently a great time to be a wrestling fan. <laughs> I'd like to be shown it because I'm sick of being told it. Yes, please. Well, whatever happens tonight, there is going to be fireworks on SmackDown. Because it's the 5th of November. <laughs> uh, right, well, let us know your thoughts ahead of tonight's show on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch there, you can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamlet at... A WWE wrestler called Guy Fawkes. But like Boogs, it's spelt Fawkes and he just sits in catering all the time. At Michael Hamlet. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. And make sure you subscribe to WhatCultureWrestling. Wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. If you want to hear our thoughts on those WWE releases, that podcast is available right now. Me and Sid will be here a little bit later on to preview AW Rampage. And and of course, we've got WrestleCulture with a hashtag bloody good quiz coming your way this afternoon. A six-man stable called Bon Fire Knight. <laughs> God's sake. LA Knight, Bon <laughs> Wagner, <laughs> and all those wrestlers that were fired. Bon Fire Knight. Oh, dear. Well, this has been the SmackDown preview. The more things change, the more things stay the same. <laughs> thanks for listening. My thanks to Michael Hamlet. We'll see you soon. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.